Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are now ready to start with the book of 2 Corinthians. This is the second letter that uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians that we have. Um, <clears throat> I say that because in the first one, there was reference to a letter that we don't see in the scripture. I'm not saying that there couldn't be a copy of it somewhere. It's just I'm not aware of it and I don't know of it. So here in 2 Corinthians, this is chapter 1, and I'm just going to get us going and we'll see how things develop. So Paul, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus the Messiah, by the will of God and Timothy our brother, I think Timothy brought this letter with him, to the church of God which is at Corinth and to all the saints, God's people, through Achaia and that's southern Greece, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's a very roundabout way of saying that, but basically we are comforted by God so that we may share that comfort with others. It's God's comfort coming through us. For just as Christ's suffering, sufferings are ours in abundance as they overflow to his followers, so also our comfort, our reassurance, our encouragement, our consolation is abundant through Christ. It is truly more than enough to endure what we must. In other words, our, our comfort from God, from Christ, is more than enough to endure what we need to endure. But if we are troubled and distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted and encouraged, it is for your comfort which works in you when you patiently endure the same sufferings which we experience and our hope for you. Now when they say hope in the New Testament, it expresses a cherished desire along with the confident assurance of obtaining that which is longed for. So their hope is not just like a a, a minor little ooh I wish it's a it's a hope it's an, an expectant hope they really expect it to happen or to have it okay so back to verse 7 and our hope for you our confident expectation for good for you is firmly grounded assured and unshaken since we know that just as you share as partners in our suffering so also you share as partners in our comfort for we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about our trouble in the west coast province of Asia Minor. How we were utterly weighed down beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life itself. Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we had received the sentence of death and were convinced that we would die. But this happened so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He rescued us from so great a threat of death and, continue, and will continue to rescue us. On him we have set our hope. 
and he will again rescue us from danger and draw us near. While you join in helping us by your prayers, then thanks will be given by many persons on our behalf. You know that doesn't read right because they broke, they broke this verse in the middle of this sentence. <clears throat> Let me try that again. On him we have set our hope. And he will again rescue us from danger and draw us near, while you join in helping us by your prayers. Then thanks will be given by many persons on our behalf for the gracious gift of deliverance granted to us through the prayers of many believers. So, in this essence, he's thanking them for their prayers. They were in some dire situation that I'm not aware of. For we do not want you to be uninformed, I'm, I'm back in verse 8, for we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about our trouble in the west coast province of Asia Minor, how we were utterly weighed down beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of life itself. Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we had received the sentence of death and were convinced that we would die. But this happened so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He rescued us from so great a threat of death and will continue to rescue us. On him we have set our hope. And he will again rescue us from danger and draw us near, while you join in helping us by your prayers. Then thanks will be given by many persons on our behalf for the gracious gift of deliverance granted to us through the prayers of many believers. So, whatever was going on in Asia Minor, it was really dangerous. I don't know if they were imprisoned. I, I don't know the story for that. And if someone does, you can definitely relay that to me. Or if it's in Acts or somewhere and I'm not thinking of it, just remind me. I, I apologize, but I, I don't think so. I don't remember it. Anyway, so he's thanking them for their prayers and, and you know, making mention of that. This, um, he's also making mention of that because, you know, he had originally planned to visit them. But we'll, we'll read through the rest of this chapter. Verse 12. <clears throat> this is our reason for proud confidence. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world in general and especially toward you with pure motives and godly sincerity, not in human wisdom, but in the grace of God, that is, his gracious loving kindness that leads people to Christ and spiritual maturity. For we write you nothing other than what you read and understand. There is no double meaning in what we say. And I hope you will accurately understand divine things until the end, just as you have already partially understood us and one day will recognize that you can be proud of us just as we are of you in the day of our Lord Jesus. It was with this confidence that I planned at first to visit you so that you might receive twice a token of grace. That is, I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and then to come back to you on my return from Macedonia and have you send me on my way to Judea. So then was I indecisive or capricious when I was originally planning this? Or the things I plan, do I plan in a self-serving way, like a worldly man ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? But as surely as God is faithful and means what he says, our message to you is not yes and no at the same time. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who, ha who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, 
was not yes and no, but has proved to be yes in him, true and faithful, the divine yes affirming God's promises. For as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered yes. So through him we have... Okay, I'm sorry, I messed that up. So through him we say our amen to the glory of God. Now it is God who establishes and confirms us in joint fellowship with you in Christ, and who has anointed us, empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. It is he who also, no, <clears throat> pardon me, it is he who has also put his seal on us, that is, he has appropriated us and certified us as his, and has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a pledge, like a security deposit, security deposit to guarantee the fulfillment of his promise of eternal life. But I call on God as my soul's witness that it was to spare you pain and discouragement that I did not come again to Corinth. Not that we rule like dictators over your faith, but rather we work with you for the increase of your joy, for in your faith you stand firm in your strong conviction that Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, is the Son of God through whom we obtain eternal salvation. So Paul is explaining to them <coughs> why he did not make that trip that he had planned on making and how you know they got wrapped up in unexpected trouble there in Asia Minor and um, I'm not sure if I understand that it was to spare them pain and discouragement it was to spare them but it could be that due to whatever had befallen them in Asia Minor that it just would not have been good a good time or um, a good thing for them to come through Corinth for whatever reason so so this has been about establishing to them you know the reason that he did not make the trip that he had planned to make so that is the end of chapter 1 of 2nd Corinthians I want to thank you for listening I hope you have a wonderful day and um, remember that God loves